Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd. Plus, ba-da-da-da-da, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! We have 50 hours before we find out if DTR has improved from his last start. Or he plays like a VCR, obscure and obsolete. <laughs> or if we can start saying his name with slow with dots like D T R R R R G. When do you revert to calling him by his full name? Uh, after he if plays he like PJ Walker, <laughs> he will get. Then he will be known as Dory. Tyus won't call him PJ Walker. He calls him Phil Walker. Walker. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Fifty hours from now, we're going to begin to find out. We're going to answer a lot of questions as to where the Browns are moving forward. Busy, busy, busy show. You know, it's Friday. We do 90 minutes here at 12.30. You've either got to go to your old school TV or you can watch us on the WKYC webpage or the WKYC Plus app because that's when we go from 2.30 or, excuse me, 12.30 to 1, 30 minutes. As Mikey McNuggets likes to say, never before seen Browns coverage. Yeah. We Brandon. think everything we do here is never before seen. Right? I know. When you True. put it that way, I guess you are technically correct, but this is 30 minutes of stuff that we have specifically saved right. for a TV audience. That's exactly so right. Is, I would say some of the best of the best we do. For the big show. Hold, yep, for the whole, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason, good to have you in. Good to be here. Can't wait to get your thoughts on where we're going with the Browns, what, what, what we're doing moving forward. But first, um, hello, Mikey McNuggets. Happy Friday. It is Friday, guys. I am hyped. we got a huge show planned, and we have some news this morning. Quarterback related includes Joe Flacco. Before we get to that, guys, FanDuel is the number one place to be if you're using any sportsbook in the world. And right now, brand new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action than right this minute. The app is so easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And we talked about all the different things FanDuel offers. Well, how about this bet you couldn't bet on yesterday? And our guy, Kyle Schuler won. He bet $5 on both teams to score in every quarter of Thursday Night Football. No way. 12 to 1. Bet 5, 160. Wow. Shout out to Kyle Schuler. That's what FanDuel has. Player props and fun little oddball bets like that this. That bet would make me nervous as hell. But it's a fun one. You get to it is. No, points. it's very yeah. fun. But, I mean, I wonder how many NFL games that holds true. Where both teams score in all four quarters. Less than half. Yes. I would, I would yeah. think so, too. Oh, just sure. off the top of my head. Yeah. Especially now in yeah. this era of, you know, stipe. Stiffened defenses and points are harder to come by. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. 60 bucks. I would have thought it would have paid more. $5 bet? Yeah, it's 12 to 1 odds. So, yeah. Or 11 to 1 odds, essentially. That's, so. that's pretty cool. That's pretty that good. is a fun pretty bet. Good. Yeah. Very fun bet. All right. You mentioned it. Joe Flacco, uh, not a member of the Browns yet. He's coming in for a workout. And let's go around the horn here and see what we think about that. Bull, you like it? Uh, I mean, listen, am I excited? Nobody's going to be excited about Joe Flacco. He's he's not got he doesn't have much left in the tank. However... He's probably better than what they got. So, yeah, I do like it. Uh, he's a veteran. Again, I, I said what I said about uh, Matt Ryan the other day holds for Joe Flacco, even though I think Matt Ryan's a little better. But 
he's been, you know, Joe Flacco is not doing uh, TV. So you bring in the veteran, you say to him, hey, listen, we may need you in a couple of weeks. We're going to see what DTR guys. If DTR plays well, I start him the rest of the year. If he's terrible in the next week or two, I go to Joe Flacco. I there love that so, stat at the bottom. Yep. He likes playing in Cleveland. Yeah, sure now, does. last my goodness, last year he started. Five, he played five games for the Jets. The team was one in three in the games he started. Of course, the yeah. one win was the against the Browns. That crazy yeah. comeback. He threw five touchdowns and three picks, but he lost, he fumbled five times. So in total, he had five touchdowns and seven picks. Uh, no, seven five turnovers. Touchdowns and, and seven turnovers last year. I thought it was eight turnovers. No, it was, he fumbled five times, but only lost four. Oh, in okay. The last, in okay. the last four years, and Paul brought this story. Yeah, I brought Pull Tagward back up real quick, but he's been in and out of the starting lineup. He's had a couple right. of gigs. He's been out, yeah. in, out there you in, go. out. 20 touchdowns, 19 turnovers. That's bad, but it's a lot better than P.J. Walker and so far better than DTR. Yeah. Jay? I just don't get why they wouldn't have done this earlier. That's what I – like, you knew P.J. Walker, Phillip, yeah. wasn't it. So why didn't you make this move – three weeks ago. And that's why I thought I, I, when I was on with you guys, whatever day outside the facility, yeah. I thought they would go practice squad off yeah. another team only because Flacco has been out there all year. So if you wanted to go this route, you should have done it a month ago when you saw that Philip wasn't quite it. I do like what a veteran like that can bring just in terms of the, of the film room and what he can, how he can help DTR on the sidelines on film. He's a veteran. He's seen it all. So that sort of leadership and mentorship is far more important than anything he, anything he can contribute on the field. He doesn't fit their mold. You know, the Browns have tried to keep all these quarterbacks the same in terms of what they can do, their abilities. Flacco's a statue. He can't move at all. He's the antithesis of what they have. Yeah, absolutely. So the protection really has to hold up yeah. if and when he ever gets in there. Right. Well, that's so, why he's had so many fumbles, because he gets hit. Yeah, you know. he just he can't move. Yeah, same yeah. thing in New York. So, like he was yeah. a target. I, I, and maybe they didn't bring him in earlier. Maybe he had no interest in being on the practice squad. Maybe he's got an ego and a veteran. He's been around this long and thinks, I'm not going to come back in for a practice squad spot or whatever else. Well, maybe he was thinking, well, with Watson healthy, I'm never going to play. Yeah, I, I don't know. Now he's got a chance to play. Well, we, we talked about that yeah. when I was on the other day that, hey, these guys have to want to do it. I don't think right. Matt Ryan ever had any interest in coming back right. to an NFL team. Why? Why should he? Look at the money he's making. The money he's already made. Right. He has no interest in it. Uh, Flacco's made a ton of money, too, but clearly I guess he's still interested. So we'll see. I think it could be very helpful just in what he can provide and experience. I don't know if he's really going to be impactful on the field. Yeah, I think, the, I, I think the Browns did this for multiple strategic reasons. One of them is they know that Joe Flacco can get hot. He's shown it before. Joe Flacco, when he won the Super Bowl, they were the team that went on the road as a wild card team three straight weeks, got it done, and went to the Super Bowl and won. Played great that postseason. Played great that postseason. Yeah. Gambled on himself. Yeah. Two, on top of that, we just saw Joe Flacco smoke us here. We just saw him lead a comeback here where we, which I thought derailed our season last year when we lost to the Jets in the way where we did 10 and one over here. Second of all, or third of all, now number three, um, he knows the division. He knows exactly, he's played mm-hmm. against Harbaugh. He's played against the Bengals. He understands the division. He understands what the climate is like, and he knows what it feels like to have to be able to play these, these teams. And then, and then finally, I think that the Browns are saying something to us. Look, P.J. Walker can be mobile all he want. He still throw picks, and he still and he still he still can get sacked and drop the football. I think what was best for the Cleveland Browns if they want to move forward is you need somebody that people understand where you're going to be at. Joe Flacco will throw on time. Joe Flacco will get to his third or fourth progression or second or third progression. He's not going to ad lib a bunch, 
And when you have uh, the weather getting bad and you just want somebody not to turn the football over, I'd rather have a guy that knows where to throw the ball immediately and get it there rather than trying to extend plays and, and have turnovers. Right, exactly. Two other, things, and Jed, two other things, Jed. Two other things. If the Browns are dealing with a patchwork offensive line, which they have a little bit of right yeah, now, if Flacco goes in there, at least with that, the offensive linemen know he ain't going nowhere. Right. Yeah. They don't have to worry about, oh, what if he scrambles out there? He's yeah. not moving at all. He's going to so, be on a spot the whole day. And, and I would think, and I've never been a fan, of, a big fan of Joe Flacco, right. even when he was good in Baltimore. However, I got to believe that he's got a couple of decent games in him. A couple. Sure. I, he ain't playing great. He's not going to be consistently solid 10 games in a row. I don't see any way. But if they have to play him, he's probably got two, three serviceable games in him. Even if he has some that are a little below that. P.J. Walker's got none. Zero. Zip. Zilch. We've we don't know it. about DTR. Yeah. Um, I, if, if, if you build a continuum you got really, really like on one side and you really dislike on the other side, I, I'm pretty much in the middle. I'm ambivalent on it. And I think your point of having a player coach on the sideline that can calm DTR down, I think is invaluable. I think my only question here is, this isn't a signing, this is a workout. Why just Joe Flacco? I, 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 if, I agree with that. If I'm the Browns, yeah. and I'm car shopping, I'm not just test driving one car. I want to kick the tires on a lot of guys. I want to see, what does Matt Ryan physically look like? Does he have a desire, to your point? Right, right. I also, I, I would, you know, think that there'd be four or five guys. Names Nick that we, Foles. Nick Foles is one of them. Guys that we've talked about that they would bring in, kick the tires on all of them, and then instead of choosing, yeah, he's it or he's not, you've got four or five to look at and say, you know, of all of these guys, considering the body of work, how long they've been out of the game, this person fits what we're looking for best. So I'm a little surprised that it's just yeah. Joe Flacco. Now, in fairness, maybe I agree with you. I'm surprised they're not looking at options. Right. You know, they may be look, maybe they're considering some guys on practice squads. Those guys they can't bring in for a workout, no, obviously. So that might be it. Maybe, you know, maybe Ryan just has no interest. Maybe Foles has no interest in this. Have point. you heard, Jay, be, that well, they are calling anybody else? No, I haven't, but I haven't asked that. Okay. Uh, but usually how this goes, my guess is yesterday was not the first time they talked to Flacco. Sure. I, my yeah. thought is that they've yeah. probably been in contact with him for the last couple of weeks. Sure. And they've probably settled on that. And these guys. Say what you want. They're proven older guys with egos, and you're not going to bring in Flacco and put him next to, we'll use Matt Ryan, and say, okay, now go compete. No, I don't think you do they, it at the same time. And, and, and that's where I was going. They're, so if they don't like what they see out of Joe today, well, then they're not going to sign him, and maybe they go Candidate to someone number else two comes in. next was, week. But clearly Flacco's but the clock's ticking. Yeah, but he wasn't going to play this week anyway. There was something that was said, I, I think I read it yesterday, that said, um, because Matt Ryan was cut, um, they still owe him money. But if Matt Ryan was to come back and take another job, he would get whatever league minimum they gave him. And he got cut for a substantial amount of money. So if he stays in the booth, he gets that money. But if he doesn't, I, I think the Colts are off the hook for Well, it that. should be that they would be prorated from with the Browns. Yeah, yeah, it is Browns. offset. Yeah, I'm yeah, 90% yeah. sure it is he offset. He would still get the money. But with I, I mean, at this point, about, Matt, listen, at this point, he Matt Ryan. He's not counting beans. I, I doubt he's not he's yeah. coming back. Now, but, maybe Nick Foles, who wasn't a career yeah. starter in signing franchise deals. Right. Maybe a guy like that might sit on the sidelines and collect a big paycheck as opposed to coming here right. and working for league minimum. I don't know. I, this is what – the. I, I immediately said the things I love about Joe Flacco and the things I don't love about Joe Flacco. And the guy won a Super Bowl. 
and he did it betting on himself. I thought that was one of the ballsiest things I've ever seen a player do. Yeah. He decided to go into the final year of his deal, and he said to the Ravens, I'm good. I'm betting on myself, knowing that he had a great defense. I can do enough to get this team over the top. I don't think there's much disagreement. That was the best he's ever looked in the NFL. And they cashed in big time. And, and he, he wrote the, you know, he, the Ravens had to write the check, and he, he got paid for yep. that. I like a guy that believes in himself so much. He bets on himself. He's yeah. betting on himself. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think he's going to be a big factor. If he's playing at all here, it's, it's probably a bad sign. Yeah. It means DTR had more bad games. Real quick, Mike. and Jason, I want you to chime in on this, but do you remember just how good Joe Flacco was in that 2012 playoff oh, run? Oh, yeah. yeah. We just, I just said it. Great. No, I know, but do you remember the actual numbers? He was that? fantastic. Remind us. I just remember him being I don't think he's done anything really good since. Clutch. <laughs> no, no he hasn't done anything football in his since. life. But in the 2012 playoffs, and I looked this up because I remembered it being good. I didn't he think he had a turnover. This yeah. good. In four games, he threw for 285 yards a game, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions with a 147 QB That's rate. That's nuts. Wow. It's hard to play better than Joe Flacco did on the road during that stretch. That's, and you know what that is? right. They were on the road in three of those that, four games. That's that's a guy going to the blackjack table, knowing he has a system of counting cards and knowing he can't lose. And when you get on those rolls in life, sometimes they perpetuate what comes next. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of those instances where we watched in real time, and everybody in the sport said, "Where did this come from?" He was splitting kings and. Uh, doubling down on eight. Yeah, and everything worked. He's sitting on 20 and asks for a card and gets an ace. You know, that's, I mean, that was just the kind of a season that he had. So, I, I, you know, I know he's been much maligned since because he's been bad. There's no other way to say it. But I think he can be a good presence in that quarterback room. A, A veteran voice that, like you said, Jay, in the third quarter after a big pick that flips the field, DTR comes to the sidelines. I want to hear what Joe Flacco has to say. To yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or helping him di- yeah. diagnose and break down film before it sure. starts. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like looking for little things over here. This is what you should be doing, or how you should move. They needed to get a veteran for for a number of reasons, and one of the biggest reasons is if DCR is playing in a, in a playoff game or playing in a huge game, and you don't have. You don't have any wherewithal to, to understand certain things. He could talk him out of certain things before he even, even does it. He right. gives him a little insight. So that's why I like the veteran. It didn't really matter what is, whether they can run or not. I just yeah. like what he could bring. Yeah. I actually, I know we're talking to progress, but it straws of both of these guys. But if I had to choose between Flacco and Foles, I'd take Flacco. You would? Yeah. Well, how about you guys? Flacco or Foles? Flip a coin. I mean, they each have a Super 50, 50. Bowl. Yeah. We have no idea what kind of shape they're in. You know, yeah. it's so, Flacco it's so played, hard. And Flacco played a little more last year. Flacco played five games. Foles played one game. He threw four or two games through four picks. No, and I, and no I saw and I saw Flacco lead a last second drive against the Browns where they couldn't get him off. And the that field. was like one of the most unlikely wins statistically yeah. in NFL that was his, history. And that's his last win. Now right I know now. I know that we sort of olayed the door for that to happen. Sure, but he did it. He yeah. still had to make magic happen, and he did it. Bottom line is, if he's on the field for them. Something. No, it's a bad thing. It's a really it's, bad It's thing. a bad thing. Playoffs are probably unless over. Unless there's an injury to DTR. You know, I mean, I, if he's playing crazy. poorly and he gets replaced, yeah. now you're on your fourth quarterback in the season. Guys, That's never things good. things have happened. Right. Uh, it, who knows? I, listen, and I'm not writing off anything at this point this year. Any crazy thing could happen. Obviously, it, it's not good that Deshaun Watson's hurt. The Browns' chances of 
getting to the playoffs, winning in the playoffs, doing everything, are lower now. But, you know, who the hell knows? Defense has picked, you know, defense is, I agree, I don't know that we're fully in a defensive area yet, but it is, at least this year and a little bit last year, swinging towards defense. Now, there's other good teams in the AFC, like Pittsburgh and Baltimore and Kansas City, who also have good defenses, and in two of those cases have better, much better offenses than the right. Browns. But, you know, who knows? And But I'll throw this out there. If DTR does play like absolute crap against Pittsburgh, it wouldn't shock me if Joe Flacco started the following week. Well, no, there is, he is. It's going to be desperate time. Yeah. Be you know? uh, before we hit the break here, and I know we're chasing it, I just want a quick answer from all of these guys on something that hit me last night when I was watching the Thursday night game. This is, And I don't know how this compares to other seasons. In my mind, it's more than we've seen in the past. But they mentioned that here we are week 10, 49 different quarterbacks have taken snaps in the NFL. It could be, well, that may, started or taken snaps? Played. Okay. Now, in, if they said started, I missed that. Okay. But I think they said 49 different quarterbacks have played. Yeah. That tells you that more than half the teams have used two quarterbacks. AJ, that's start, by the way. Okay, it's, that's it's a so bigger worse. stat. I think that's a bigger, yeah. right. And it's going to so, be 50 next week, probably, because Jake Browning's going to start for the Bengals. Exactly. Probably. And he hadn't started yeah. yet. Yeah. So, it, it, that's that's a stunning number to me. Do you guys think that that will lead to a shift in the way teams currently view backup quarterbacks? Yes, because we've it, talked about it. They should. They don't really, I mean, everybody has said, well, if, if, if Deshaun gets hurt, our season's over. Well, I don't know that that should be the case when half the teams are losing their starting quarterback, at least for a stretch. It's the reason why when you buy a mortgage on a house, they make you have homeowner's insurance. They don't let you buy a half a million dollar house and say, well, if the flood comes, if the tornado hits, we're screwed. No, they make you pay for it. Like, if you got a top-notch quarterback, you you have to start allocating and thinking about like what's best for my team. If I I know that, that the quarterback is so important, why are you devaluating the person? I, yeah. that comes I, do you guys after agree that? with that? I think what's happened, and I don't even think it's about all the injuries this year. It's more about the for the first time in a very long time the swing back to defense, because for much of the last 10, 15 years, if you lost your starting quarterback, you were done. So it didn't matter if you had a good backup because right. it wasn't going to be good enough. But to now win. defense can still carry it. Now team. we don't know yet. Can right. a team like the Browns or Steelers with terrible quarterback play win? We'll see. Right. We'll hasn't see. happened yet. But if that happens, like, you can't even Foles. He played great in that postseason. Awesome. If he had not played, as even though he's a nothing in his career, if he had not played great, they would have lost. You can't win in the playoffs with the quarterback playing like crap. He was the Super Bowl MVP, wasn't he? Right, he was great so, in that Jay, postseason. Jay, do you think that, that they'll look at things differently? Well, no, here's the problem. You can't, when you, when you have a top quarterback, and we're talking yeah. elite, elite status, it's the dollars that you commit to him <laughs> it makes it really difficult to commit significant dollars to a spot that doesn't play. But isn't it throwing bad money after good money if you don't have If there's no salary cap? Backup? Yeah. But I'm telling you, it, it comes down to the it comes down so to the numbers. So it's a percentage of the assets that you're yeah. allocating yeah. to one and position. It would be a better world if the quarterbacks it, were not on, had their own salary if, cap. If, if it was <laughs> Listen, to, that's been talked about, and I think yeah. I would love it. it yeah. if, 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 if that each, happened, each team gets one salary that they can exempt from right. the cap, then you can then you can devote more resources to right. it. But right. when you when you're spending the number that you are at that one position, it makes it difficult to justify. Spending a massive no, percentage. No, I, I agree with and that. And that's why and no big spot that doesn't I'll ask, I'll ask the question before we move on. Would you rather have a rookie fifth-round corner being your fourth or fifth corner or a solid run, or a solid quarterback 
that could come in and but win you two that, it's, 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 it's not I, that. It's your, it's your starting defensive tackle or your rotating any defensive <laughs> tackle if you're paying them $8 million, $6, 8000000 million, which is the going rate. If you're talking like a mid-tier quarterback, if you wanted to vote, what did Jacoby get this he year? He got $8 million, I think, didn't yeah. he? So if you want to spend $8 million, what's what's Elijah Moore making? Or what's some of these defensive tackles? You know, somebody else somewhere. Right. That's yeah. the trade-off. That Sorry, you, Mike, would you I rather have that, Maurice Hurst or would you rather have no, good. Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. I'll take Maurice Hurst. Yeah. Hey, for, for example, and this is just the, the actual cap hit this year of players who make more than twelve, uh, more than eight million dollars, so more this year, based on the restructures than Jacoby Brissett makes, is only Denzel Garrett and Cooper, and Deshaun. That make more than eight in the cap hit, according to Spotrac right now. Yeah, so you'd literally be prioritizing your backup quarterback at that number as a top five player, and and I don't know how teams can do that. How much did Jacoby Brissett make? What eight million, eight million dollars? Eight, but but you can't. Go just off the cap hit. Well, it's, there's bonus money in there, and you can restructure deals and kick the can down the it road. It gets really confusing. So it, it you, that's, but the bottom but, line is, if you have to, even if you have to pay him a signing bonus and a base salary, put that together. It, if that guy's making eight million this year, do you really want to spend that eight million, ten million, seven million, whatever it is? In the end, they should have kept position, Josh Dobbs. On, they should have kept Josh Dobbs. Well, or at least, I think we talked. Yeah. I can't remember when I was in. Okay. You had an opportunity. You knew you you knew you had a need, and you didn't do anything about it. I don't even. I won't even crush him for trading Josh in the first. Yeah, place. Yeah, I'm with you, but but the fact that they didn't make a bigger effort to bring him back when they knew that that play at him that position or anyone, was an issue. Him or I, anyone. Yeah, I th- and I know Didi was on yesterday, and she said, you know, well now we have the benefit of the results to make that argument. Well, look, we were that's that what argument being before. a GM and a front office employee in the NFL is all about speculation. Predicting who's going to hit and yeah. who's going to miss. And if and DTR this one, plays the well, then bet. none of this matters. If he doesn't, it's it's you're, very fair to be critical of Barry. You're 100% right. Uh, let's just move on right to the next topic here, guys. And I'll let uh, Bull, do you want to actually set this up? You and I have talked about this. It's TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett. And uh, there's been a little flip-flopping, and I'm curious now where everyone stands on this discussion. There's going to be more Bull, flip-flopping when we're done. If you want to set this up. Okay, so obviously before the last time the Browns and Steelers played, we did – Something we're, we're not doing today, but we've done on many Fridays where we draft the players. You know, if we were taking the two teams, we draft the players. We had a lot of fun with that last week. It was a very intricate conversation. Now, we all agreed last time the Browns played the Steelers that Miles Garrett, we draft Miles Garrett ahead of TJ Watt. After the game, TJ Watt had a bigger impact in that game than Miles Garrett did. Jay, you flip flopped. On that one to TJ Watt. The very next day. Yes. I, I think because we asked it the next day. Yes. Watt or Garrett. And right. I said, After you the know big what? Impact, you, you, I've seen another they splash. They were close enough to... for you that that flip-flopped. Yeah. So, the question is, now that we're, how many weeks is it now? Seven since that game? Whatever it is, roughly. Well, that was week two, and we're going into week 11, okay, right? So, Correct. So, so nine, nine weeks, weeks nine later. Weeks, yeah. So, two months and change later. Uh, where do we feel right now? Can I start on that? Yeah. Go, so please. now you can give me Garrett. Yeah. And uh, I had this. It's funny. Even before I knew we were doing this on the show today, we had a very similar conversation in a group upstairs uh, going into the Pittsburgh week and then after. And we all kind of were in agreement that, gosh, Watt just is making these splash plays. Mm -hmm. That's what you want your franchise guy to do. Uh, For me, by the way, and I think I said this at the time, it's like picking between Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. I mean, these guys are great elite players. And so, you know, it's not the Brady or Manning comparison because Brady obviously had so much more team success. With these guys, it's splitting hairs. And for me, I said I'm putting Watt above Garrett because of the splash plays. 
I think that Garrett had more to offer, and I wanted to see him have a bigger impact when the game was in the balance because I hadn't seen that from him. So, reserving the right to change our mind, as we all do and should, as we're taking Absolutely. in more information. As more information you get. I, I now believe that I, again, have Garrett slightly ahead of Watt. And the reason is he has made those splash plays that we talked about so often with T.J. Watt yeah. on a consistent enough basis that now not only is he the most dominant player at his position or among them, he also is raising his level when the game dictates it. And for that reason, right now, I have Miles Garrett over T.J. Watt. As close as it is, do you have Miles Garrett further ahead of Watt, even if it's by a tiny bit, than you did before the, those two teams played the first time? Yes, I do. Now, again, splitting tiny hairs. Tiny bit. So, yeah. Bull, if this was a 10-mile race yeah. and we're at mile seven, yeah. you know, before Miles was ahead by 10 feet, yeah. and then T.J. moved ahead by 10 feet, yeah. but now I think Miles is ahead by 15 feet. Yeah, so, you know, is it something that could be made up in two games or in this game? Possibly. Yeah. We'll we'll weigh this after the game. But again, it wasn't it wasn't I wasn't disparaging Miles Garrett, no. nor am I disparaging TJ Watt right now by saying I think Garrett's better. I think these guys are Hall of Fame trajectory. I think they're both top 3 or 4 play health. I think they're probably the front runners for defensive player of the year, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're they're I one mean, and two right now. In Bill yeah, Barnwell's so I mean, projection. for me, you know, when you say one's better than the other, it sounds like it's disparaging to right. whoever is. But for me, it's always been close. But right now, give me our guy. By the way, Mike, before we continue, uh, those numbers right outside of the tackles, Watt's got a a slight edge, a very slight edge on the rest. But how many more has Watt played? Watt's played more games than Miles Garrett, right? That's a good uh, question. I'll tell you right now. Hold on one second. Yeah. I think he has. He's had some injuries too, though. TJ has. I that, think no, last year true. he missed a lot of Did time. Did he come in the year before Miles, though? Same draft class. Oh, same the, draft class. So wow. He was, he was the pick after David Njoku. Correct. Watt was. So they could have drafted Watt and Could you imagine if they had Miles Garrett? TJ has played three more games, 96 to 96. Can you put the numbers up again just for now that we know that? It, I think it gives it better context. Um, they average about a sack a game. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And it's funny. TJ has two and a half more sacks. He's played three, three more, more games. games yeah. um, the tackles for loss, I think TJ... I think TJ is better against the run. Although Miles' arrow is going up for me yes, against the run. Yes, he's been better against the run. But one thing TJ Watt though, has out. always had a ma- major advantage over Miles Garrett is, until this year, talent around him. Yeah, Flat. that's true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah. Like no- Cam Hayward's back this game. He, he is was back. Not there in week yeah, yeah. Two. We'll you, talk about what impact what you that will have think? on the well, I've game. I've noticed too. we talk about the run, and this is going to sound like a criticism. And I don't mean it to be. I think Miles takes him takes himself out of some of the running with plays. with the way he pass rushes. With the way that he passes, I agree with. I've that. seen teams go right at him because they know he's not going to be there, and it's worked for big plays. It, it, yeah, in the past because they're running the spot he vacated. So I've no, I noticed that, especially the last couple of weeks. I've been trying to watch him more and more and more. And he just, the, the angles that he takes or some of the moves, he just takes himself right out. Is of that a trade-off you're willing to yes. live with? To me, it's like striking out and home runs yes. in right. baseball. I'm fine with that. I would actually rather that. I, it, his, his 
offsides drive me crazy. Yeah, that's a because problem. he doesn't he didn't need to. He doesn't need to. That's yeah. exactly right. He's so big, fast, and strong. He doesn't need that extra half second. Yeah. And so it, it's those five yard gimmies that drive me crazy. And I would rather to- take yourself out of running plays if you want. You got ten guys behind you to clean it up. Yeah. Just don't jump. But it's the jumping that yeah. just drives me. And he doesn't care. Like he's like. I'll get it back. Like, so to him, that's yeah. a strikeout to a power right, hitter. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly but really, right. I think it's more punitive because if it's second and seven, now it's second, second and two. And two. Yeah, yeah. If it's if even if it's first and ten, now it's first and five. Yeah. Miles Garrett is a, is a, a, a nuclear weapon. Uh, he's just simply better than everybody, and is so is he so far ahead of everybody? Even with the numbers, he trails in all the stats. Here's the thing: you got to think about it. Joe Woods was the worst coordinator I've ever seen for three years. He lined Miles Garrett up there to get double team and triple team, and did nothing about it. Like, yeah, that's true. like we Miles Garrett played on a team that didn't win a game. What they won one game, one fifteen, and he still had 10, eight, eight, nine, ten sacks that year. Like he's playing now with guys that are now just up to his level, but. The Emmanuel Ogbas of the world. Come on, man. He he played with the Danny Shelton's of the world. Like, like I mean, this guy, TJ Watt, is playing with one of the best defensive tackles of our time in Cameron Hayward. He always has a running mate at the other side. Yeah. Yeah, they has. always they always have an impact safety and, and, yeah. and impact linebackers. And they're coached by he's been coached by the same defensive guy for his entire time. I, there. I, I, think yeah. about this for think about it this for a minute, which I, I I'm with G. I, Maybe not as big a gap as you think, def- a little bigger than you think. If my, if if it had been reversed, let's say Miles Garrett had been a, a Steeler his whole career and T.J. Watt had been a Brown, I think T.J. Watt's still very good, but not as good as he is in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, that's I fair. think Miles Garrett's even better than he was he has here. 127. Well, because he's got yeah, better talent around right. him. And what's amazing is, I think we'll all agree this is his best season so far. Yes. And this is really the first time that this organization has surrounded him with the kind of talent yeah. he deserves. And he stayed with. healthy. And to, That's and, been a key part of it, to your too. point yeah. about if he was a Steeler, yeah. he'd be playing a lot more bigger games. And it's it's just human nature. When yeah. you're just getting beaten down no, week right. after week and getting your ass kicked yeah. as a team, it takes some of the edge That's off. True. And there's yeah. it's yeah. it's just human nature. And right. if you're in the Steelers and you're in playoff contention every single year, That's a great point. it matters. We've forgotten the 0-16 and the 1-15. and yeah. just In just how demoralizing Man. and how small every one of those games felt. When you're 0-8, yeah. you're thinking about January. Yeah. And think about this, guys, is T.J. Uh, Watt, especially earlier in his career with Roethlisberger, has played in way more games where the Steelers have been up and the defense knows that the offense Pinning has to the throw ears the ball. Back and yeah. coming so it's you. easier. Yeah. Miles Garrett's not played in that many games like that yeah. because I'll, the Browns' offense, so for the most part, since he's been here, has not been great. If memory serves, he was not here for 1-15. in 1-15 in in is what Led got them that yeah, coming right. here. So yeah. He was here for 0-16. Oh, he was here right. for some bad football. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. That makes it much better. And, and, well, no, I'm just no, saying. No, he's clearing it up. Because he's clearing it up. Because yes, yes. We, we're making it sound like he was here for one in 15. No, he wasn't. In yeah, he was here for it, one of those. He was here the worst for one of, of them. Just like Joe Thomas. We don't even really know in context how good Joe Thomas is. Because he's never going to get credit yeah. for anything. Because they're going to say, even when you bring up the argument, who's the best left tackle ever to play? They're going to say, how can I make him the best left tackle? And he never even was in the well, playoffs. He did go in the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, but, he's being disregarded. But, but, but you can count the meaningful games, games that he right. played on in on one hand. Right. Like, and, and that, so his parallel to Miles Garrett is, is so – because they're so good, 
that, that people won't give them a look or people just they underestimate their skill level based on the fact that the Cleveland Browns, you get credit for how good your team is. And the Browns just have not been good enough. I, I, this would be very hard to find out. Maybe, Mike, this, this would be like a, a two weeks of deep dive. But I would love to know the percentage of plays, A, where, well, this, this first one's probably not that hard to find. It's probably easy. Uh, that Miles Garrett got double teamed versus T.J. Watt. I would bet Miles, Miles Garrett gets doubled significantly more, significantly than more in their career. Which I mean, that alone, the the fact that their stats are so close, well, he, when Miles Garrett gets double teamed way more, he that gets double teamed more because there's more talent to worry about on the Steelers' defensive line. There's nobody else that the Browns are worried about. I, I think it's that. I think that's rather. most of it. I also think I also think if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm more worried about. Uh, Miles Garrett than I am of T.J. Watt, even though T.J. Watt's great. Right. And also, I'd love to know the percentage of pass rush snaps where the offense you're going against, they're in a situation when you know they're throwing the ball because they're down big or third, third more long. than ten. I would guess that T.J. Watt has had way more yeah. plays in that situation. That that would be almost impossible to yeah, find. Yeah, it would take forever. I, there was yeah. one stat that comes to mind when you talk about that. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't there a stat around Ben Roethlisberger that every game he played, the playoffs were still in play for his entire I career? I think there was that, one that, that's game. That's Tom Brady. That's Tom no, Brady. no, I think it was Roethlisberger. I think you're right, but I think it about. ended up being one game. Maybe in his last right season. Right at the end or whatever. Yeah, but I mean. But they were, yes, exactly, yeah. Which is stunning. I mean, and. And, and it's still been the case, even with not as good quarterback since, but it's still been the case. They're always there. They're, They're always, always in the, the mix. mix. It's crazy. We're going to bring Quincy Carrier here one sec. I have a stat, at least last year, while I did a really quick search, but last yeah. season in 2022, Miles Garrett was double teamed on 37% of his pass rush attempts. T.J. Watt was at 26, so 11% more. I mean, that's a huge difference. T.J. Watt. Yeah. And with that, we let's welcome in our uh, one of our favorite Browns YouTube hosts on the interweb. It is Quincy Carey. What's up, Quincy? How you doing? Thank you for having me on. Quincy. Bro, you look like you're hunkered down in the cave. You're ready for battle right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like 45 degrees outside. You know, I'm getting chilly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mikey McNuggets said that we had to bring this up. So I, I prefaced my questions right. with that. Uh, he wanted me to start with what are the odds, as you did last year, picking Deshaun Watson to run the <laughs> well, table the last six, we gotta, that DTR does that. we got to give the context. we got to give the context for those who were not with us. So when Deshaun Watson was going to start the final six games, we had Quincy on, and he said – that the Browns had a better than 50% chance going yeah. 6 and 0 oh, and I lost my mind cuz that felt insane to me it did to all of us and and of course it didn't happen but uh, my my problem wasn't even predicting it it's just the 50% part so who's right. the leader of the Kool-Aid so, Mafia then is it yes. you or is it G we talked about this yesterday it's yeah. you <laughs> We've had a 50-50 split between me and G, right? Going he back has and forth. the Kool-Aid Mafia, and then I have the Flavor Aid family, and they kind of work <laughs> together awesome. that way. It's McDonald's and Burger King, you know what I mean? Like, I got, no. Yeah, bring it both, together in these both kind recognizable. of Someone, I, I have to bring this up because someone told me yesterday, to, when you see G on the show tomorrow, please tell him one thing for me. And I said, what? And so I want your honest reaction here. He said, will you please tell G. Bush that everyone that drank the Kool-Aid died. Mm. 
That's uh, I thought I saw a documentary. Don't let them put that on you, G. That's right. No, that's Jones, the purple Kool Aid, the purple purple Kool Aid, and throw threw some cyanide in it. And yeah. the next thing you know, there's aerial photos of a thousand people laying there dead yeah. from drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah, man. Uh, see, yeah. you don't. But his got, Kool-Aid spelled differently. But here's the thing: you don't <laughs> got to worry about me and Quincy doing that. They yeah. don't give black people cyanide. We can't even order that. Like, there's no. Where do you get that from? What do you? Yeah, we can't be Unabomber. If I Google yeah. that, they gonna Wait, put me Quincy. on a watch list. So, <laughs> yeah. Per- percentage uh, chance that DTR goes eight? No, go. Ain't no, no, that's not happening, right? That's, there's probably like a five percent chance of that happening. I'm not gonna fall into that trap. Again. Okay, if he does that, we've got a hell of a story. Run that play on me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he does, then like you're talking about a Brock Purdy level play, and I think that is that is the absolute max you can even dream for out of DTR if in this situation, eight, no, right? We're gonna like, have a hell of a realistic. summer debate. <laughs> we're gonna have oh an unbelievable God. summer debate. You aren't kidding. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's one of them good problems, though. Like, right? Yeah, what, what, but that's one of those good problems to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we'll if you're arguing about which quarterbacks would be better, like <laughs> that, what this team's had the last twenty years. I mean, that would be welcome versus what it's been. Yeah, I agree. Quincy, what 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 is your uh, what what are your expectations for a DTR? Um, and and what are those expectations moving forward? Um, and do you think the Browns can still you know have their goals in front of them in terms of the division and making the playoffs? It's hard for me to have expectations for DTR because we just haven't seen that much. I don't think that that Baltimore game is really a good read on who he's going to be for the rest of his career or even who he's going to show himself to be because it just he wasn't prepared. He's admitted it himself. Nobody thought he would play in that game and then he had to play. It's a it's a rough look for him, right? Um, so I don't know if I have expectations, but I do have goals for him, right? Like I think if you're DTR and you want to keep this team on track, you're probably looking somewhere within the range of like what 1,800 well, 1, yards and 13 total touchdowns, whether it be rushing and passing. Um, and six total turnovers. If you could stay within that range of quarterback play with like an 80% rating or 80 rating, then I think you'll be good enough for this team to be able to achieve a lot of the goals that they set out to. Now, obviously, when it comes to playoffs, Super Bowl, stuff like that, we'll just have to wait and see where they are if this defense can carry a quarterback to that level and if they're playing at that level at the end of the season. But if they want to make the playoffs, you know, possibly have a chance to win a division, I think those are the goals for DTR. You just want them to be similar to as good, if not a little bit better than what Jacoby Brissett is, which is a high bar for him um, and a high goal for him to reach. And again, I can't expect that out of him, but that's where I can put the goal for him to be at. Yeah, 1,800 yards would be 225 a game. I mean, that's not crazy. I'd be surprised if he averaged that high. I would, too. Anything more? I, I don't think that's crazy, though. I, I think, think Sean Watson's gone over that number once or twice Yeah, in all of his starts here. Yeah, but he's, DTR hasn't been, you know, on hold for two and a half. I'm way more worried about the turnovers than the past. Yeah, the turnovers yeah, is the too. biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to find out. Like, if this was a year ago, two years ago, I would say 100% the Brown season is over because of the way offense has been. Because defense is trending in the other direction right now, and because the Browns' defense has been so great, we still give them a chance. Certainly, they have a reasonable chance to make the playoffs. I think their odds of winning in the playoffs are going to be very slim, unless... DTR is, you know, Brock Purdy or something close to that. But, uh, man, if he threw for 1,800 yards and kept the turnovers, you know, not out of control, 
to me, that's a huge win for the Browns if he averaged 225 a game. I'd be happy if he threw for 1,400 yards. I'll take 185, 190 yeah. and no turnovers. Yeah, that's no about 1,400 yeah, yards. can't give teams short 1,400 yards and he five turnovers in the last eight games, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. And I think one of the big numbers to watch here when you're looking at DTR over the next few weeks in this offense in general is first downs. How many first downs can they create? They've actually done a decent enough job doing it um, this year. They just haven't finished a ton of these drives. But if they can keep the first downs up um, and, and, again, just be similar to that offense last year where Jacoby Brissett had, like, I think, on average, 345 first downs, if you average his numbers out for a whole season. Um, if you can get somewhere close to that, that means you're staying on the field, you're having these long drives, you're getting field goals or touchdowns out of these drives, and then you're asking the defense to just clean up along the edges um, while you dominate time, time of possession. If you can be that team, that team does have a higher ceiling than I think people think just because the quarterback play isn't great, especially if this defense continues to play at this level, which is not just best in the NFL. I mean, we're talking about a defense that's playing similar to the levels of a 2015 Broncos or 2017 Eagles. Now, they got to finish playing at that level, but we saw what those defenses did to the floor of their quarterback play. They rose them to a point to where you were able to achieve greatness with not great quarterbacks. No, that's, well, not that, great playing quarterbacks at the time with Peyton yeah, Manning. Yeah, I mean, Peyton Manning was certainly great, but not at the time. You make a great point. And one of the things that has me most optimistic, Quinson, I'm curious where you are on this. This team was built to run the football. And, you know, the injury in week two to Nick Chubb at the time seemed devastating. And I think mm -hmm. if you would have pulled a thousand Browns fans and, and asked them, how many of you believe that the Browns will have the number two rushing game in the NFL going into week 11 when you're going to play nine games without Nick Chubb, eight games, whatever it's been to this point? I don't think many would have said that this was sustainable. But, but the Browns don't have a number two rushing game. That's where are they in rushing yards? They're, the they're number two. Yeah, yeah but number that includes Nick Chubb. For one game. Well, Nick Chubb only includes like what, like 200 yards of that. Yeah, like that. you take out 200 yards. Well, this, somebody would have gotten yeah. those well, yards guys, in the game. This whole debate. The Browns don't have the well, number two running this game. This whole debate league, about the that. Browns on, run. Well, now, boom. listen, the, the well, yeah. Ravens game, it was there. And that's, that was and that's legit. my point. But before that, it had been mediocre. Yeah, but it really the, was. For the for the year. For I'm not going to discount that they're number You talk about the eye test all the time. We well, know their running game has not been very good until the Ravens game. What are you talking been. about? Mikey, give me metrics on the Browns' <laughs> well, game. Bull, bull. Yeah. I would say this, though. If you even just go since the bye week when Nick Chubb was not here, the Browns have averaged 151.4 yards. I'll take it. A game. So that's all because, about Nick and Chubb. And, they, and nobody said they were terrible. Chubb, they averaged 153 yards a game. So Quincy. that's only two yards below that. Because I, they're I, running it twice as much as they were They're running it way more than most teams. Good. That doesn't make them the second they're best running They're still averaging 4.2 yards per carry. Like, they're not Nick Chubb. Of course they're not Nick Chubb. But they're still Quincy. one of the better Quincy. rushing Before teams Before the, the Ravens. NFL, you think right the Browns are one of the better running teams in the league right now? Oh my Who God. are the best okay. rushing teams in the NFL Mike, right now? Who? Yeah, Mike Bull is absolutely yeah. incredulous that they're the that they're one of the better well, running no, teams. No, I mean, now listen, the Ravens game. They're a decent running game, and they played great against the Ravens. The Ravens game was terrific. That was Jerome but Ford's best game. He was running I think through contact. Overall, he they've been a mid-tier running Where are, team. Hold, hold on, hold on. Here's the problem we yeah. got. 
We just crowned the Baltimore Ravens as one of the best defenses ever to move. And we just went into their house and ran the ball down. Yes, their throat. and we're giving so, credit for that. So, so why going, would I be mediocre if I could do that against a great and team? And maybe going forward, they will be, but they haven't been that running team the whole year. So the whole all the metrics say they are, but you just no, said they No, what metrics? don't have say any that They're number two passing team. What are they, I Mike? know I looked at two stats that had them, I think, number two and one was number four. They are tied for second in most rushing yards. They also do run the ball more than any other team. I'm Give so us the it's, metrics. It's pretty even. Yeah, I mean, they average 34.9 rushing attempts per league. That's first in the NFL. It's two and a half. So, of course, they're going to have a Listen, uh, before. Well, that's not pre, more pre, than they were running the ball last pre year. Pre Ravens game. No, listen. Like 33, 34 carries a game. Pre Ravens game. I'm not talking about the Ravens game. Everyone yeah. was terrific in the Ravens game, and they get all the credit for that. Prior to that, <laughs> I will show you scatter charts and everything else of Jerome Ford's, like, Dude, we were all per- screaming he shouldn't he play He was anymore. in the lower left tier. He yeah. was in the worst tier of running backs. Come on, Jay, you talk about He had a terrific game against Baltimore. Baltimore. Bull, you're, I, Prior to Baltimore. You talk about all, I Bull, test all the time. Why? You yell and scream at me all the time talking, that I'm yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'm just, I, I can't You think the Browns have the second best running game? Yeah, who's better? I said they're among the best. And okay. the stats back that up. So, yeah, I'm not Total, backing down on that. One stat backs it up. Total but, yards. And Because they run the ball more than other teams. It's so, not apples to apples. I don't care. It's, here's the thing. We've talked now how yeah. they're going to win moving forward. Right. How are they going to win? Ball control? Check. Clock control? When you control the ball, you control the clock. They are statistically among the league leaders. In one in, statistic. Okay, in rushing yards. But, but when you take twice as many to get there, it's not wait, efficient. Wait, 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 no, no, you're twice, not twice as many. No, number no, no, two you're is way not wrong 16. on that. Quincy, help me out. How many carry? How many? How yeah, many more carries? Many. Uh, Who's again, two? again. Oh my God, God. you guys are going to make my that? head blow off. I'm looking. For look, look. If you want to listen, you have to go. Not been able to run. Listen, the argument that Bull and I are talking about. If you go, if you go from the time Nick got hurt. Until prior to the Ravens game, their yards per carry was, was among the worst in the league. Guys know That's that. what, what we're saying. About? They are currently 11th in the league in yards per carry. 11. And, and what was it prior is, to the Ravens I, game? I don't, I'm, That's what look, I'm saying. That's I'm the point that we're trying to make. But, 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 I, I, okay, so you're going to yes. check someone's best season out and then say what was it? No, no. The that. point that we're making is it was one game. It was the most recent game. It was uh, one game. Uh, and now they have to do it again. And again. And by the way, even with the Ravens game, if you took Nick Chubb out, it's probably 15th, which is what I said. Quincy, make your point. Yeah, Quincy's on. Make your point. here. Go ahead, Quince. Okay. I'll... It's not just one game, though, Jason. Like, it's been multiple games that they've had good rushing attacks in here. Now, you can – I see what you're saying. It's like, hey, there's some games where Jerome Ford had, like, a 70-yard run, and then they really didn't put anything together play-by-play. Play. And I will agree, the Baltimore game was the first one where they were able to run and get those seven, 10-yard gashes like they used to with Nick Chubb at will. But that doesn't mean that the run game hadn't been effective to that point. Like, it had been effective in all of the wins that they had. It was an effective run game versus San Francisco. It was an effective run game versus Tennessee. It was an effective run game versus the Cardinals. It's not Nick Chubb. Nobody is saying it's anything close to what you had with yes, Nick Chubb. Yes, you are. You guys said it was it an elite clearly, running game. You did say it, it was is, close. I didn't know nobody two. said it. Elite. You put words me. in our mouth. We said it was a month. Jay literally just said it. Right right now, Quincy, I'll say it. Right I'll say now, it. Okay, I, I will say I it. If you're number elite, two in the league, I'm giving you a lead. But you must be yeah, judging well, pitchers based say, on like, wins because that's the same thing. No, I'm not. In the context of what we're talking about with other rushing attacks in the league, the Browns are 
a top five rushing offense because right now nobody is el nobody else is really outrunning the Browns. So like they're doing a really good job. Jerome Ford's averaging above four and four point two a carry. So like, it's really by the good. way, like this is still a really good rushing attack. By the way, Quincy, you said they ran well against Tennessee. They averaged two and a half yards per carry against Tennessee. Isn't that the game they ran okay. like 40 times? Okay, more wrong I got there. Well, okay. They had 31 carries for 78 yards. I think that was also the game. And if you take it, because I if think you take out the Sean Watson. Well, no, no, no. A lot of those carries were at the end of the game, though, Bull, right? Because it was a blowout, and they were just running into like 12. You said they had a big bottom. running game against the Titans. I didn't say it. You because said it. Because if you go from the third quarter when the game wasn't blown out by 20, they ran the ball well. If you just look at the effective carries at the game, Bull. Jerome like, Ford had 10 carries test, for 18 yards the in that game. when the game mattered. Quincy, Jerome Ford had 10 carries for 18 mattered. yards. Because the game was blown out by the second half, and all they yeah, had to do was run to kill the and, clock. And, and Quincy, okay. one other all thing, right. too. Like, I mean, we can cherry pick stats all day. We can do that. I got well, the Well, you stat. only got you one got stat. stat. I got a no. 52 <laughs> stats. I'm giving you the measurable stat. So I just if, give you a million if stats. We look at, if we look at what's the measurable stat for team play, wins, right? Now, there are a lot of times you can look at a team with six wins. You can even do this with the Browns. And say, yeah, but, but it's a win. You can't take that away. In rushing, I'm looking at average rushing yards per game and, and the Browns, and that's not one game cherry picked, 10 for 18. On the season, they're averaging the second most yards on the ground in the NFL. Where are they I can't average ignore yards? That. Uh, 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 Average yards per carry. My guess 11. No 11. They're 11. Okay. That's about basically And by the way, said. the difference between 11 and 3 is like what? 3 yards. <laughs> so it's inches. Yeah. Where do you think this rushing offense is at? I said like, they're a mid-tier running back game. I thought that was being generous before last week. They were better. Mid they are absolutely mid-tier. Of course they are. Before the what Baltimore guys... game. Before the Baltimore okay. game. I, no, no, they no. get full credit for the Baltimore game. They, so before they, had, the they had not had a great game running the, the ball. That they're before. qualified to play and gash them. Hold on. Before they played the best rushing defense in the NFL and gashed them, oh, they were mediocre. But we now want to take that game out of them. We don't want to Nobody's taking that game out of it. You're saying they did mediocre I said from the time Nick got hurt, from the time Nick got hurt, until the Baltimore game, they were very very average. They, they well, were terrific last they, week. Nobody's taking anything away from last week. So they were phenomenal say, last week. Jason? Yeah, what does that say? We can't so ignore that. that I'm not ignoring it. You're I'm saying ignoring the rest of the games. We're from not the time Nick no, got hurt until the Baltimore been, game, had they, they been were elite very in average. Any other game without Nick Chubb. Here's hey, what I'm had saying. Had they been elite in any other game? You talk about eye test all the time, Jay. Let me tell you. Yes or no? Okay, now that you're done, let me answer the question. I'm going to give you an aggregate. So not you're not going to answer the question. No, I'm going to give yeah. you the view from 30,000 feet, not 50 feet. From an aggr aggregate standpoint, this Browns defense is number two in the league in average yards per game. I will give you that they run it more, not twice as much. They run it more. They're a team that was built to run. Okay. I'm glad they're running it as much as they are. I was yelling for them to run it more last year. Yep. They're good at running the football. And my initial point that started this was, you still I don't my question, think by the that way. you would have had many Browns fans that would have told you that going into week 11 with Nick Chubb on the sidelines for nine weeks, this team would average the second most yards per game in the NFL. Those are all facts. I'm not making that up. And Quincy sees it the same way. I think G does too. I will. I'm going to just tell you, y'all talk about these eye tests and all that. I'm going to tell you what I know test. See, I've been up front when I got blocked by people like the Browns. 
So if you ain't had your hands in the trenches, you don't understand. I know what elite looks like. Mm -hmm. When you put the tape on a Wyatt Teller and he bulldozing people, when you put that tape on a Joe Batonio, see, y'all can talk all the stats you want. You go ask the defensive lineman that's playing against the Browns and say, who's, who's elite? They're going to tell you the Cleveland Browns is an elite running attack because of what they put on film, what they can do. And it ain't about how much you're running and what you're running it for. It's about do you know we running it and can you stop it? And Baltimore knew we were running it. And can I ask a more stop. productive question here? Sure. Yeah, can I ask a more productive question to Bull and Jason? Yeah. Where do you think that this rushing game is going to go given that Jerome Ford's or a young running back who seems like he's starting to put it together? Where do you think they can go at the end of this year? I mean, I think they have a chance know you to think keep improving. Are. Jerome Ford was impressive. I have, I have not. I thought Jerome Ford had had been very bad until this game. He was. He well, has been not, very bad. Let's not forget that he I had a high ankle sprain. That they I said think it's been. Okay, but you weeks. guys were with us when we said they should bench him. Basically, yep. I I yep. wanted to see more of another running back. Right. Now, yeah. and they astutely pointed this out during the broadcast. Give Quincy, or I mean, excuse me, give Jerome Ford credit because. When the original injury was announced, we thought it was going to be multiple games. And the mm -hmm. big story was, this guy's back to practice doing agility drills and looks great. Now, he played a game and did not play well. I'll readily admit that. Now, I'm willing to say, because I've had a high ankle sprain, and I think most of us have, it's hard to get to the bathroom. Yet, this guy was on the field, so I can't judge let, him for the poor numbers that he put bottom, let me bottom in that line. game. Let me bottom line it from my perspective and I think Jason's perspective. Jerome Ford, until this – Jerome Ford played great in the Ravens game, and maybe going forward he maybe and he will. they will play great. That would be We're not great. saying that can't happen. No. We're saying we don't – you're making it seem as if it's a sure thing based on total yardage. I when wasn't they have projecting. Way, when they have way more carries. I wasn't the, the projecting. The reality goal. is that between Nick Chubb getting hurt and this past week – the Browns' running game had been mid. We're not saying it's going to be the rest of the year. Well, You're just talking as if it's a poor thing the rest of the season. No, I didn't. I, think I wasn't also projecting. The Seattle I just said up to being this point. Erased. What's in that? this conversation, too, because the Seattle game is being erased in this conversation. That was another game where the run game carried you throughout most of the game, despite the turnovers that you had with P.J. Walker in the offense. Um, and that was against one of the better rushing defenses in the NFL, uh, too. So this is not the first time they've done this against a very good team. They've done this before, um, and they've been a good rushing offense against good teams before this year. Right. So I think this is just showing you who they are and who they can be. And I think the more snaps Jerome Ford gets, the better he's going to be. We've seen Kareem Hunt be a really great short yardage situation, and then you could throw in Pierre Strong every once in a while as a change of pace there. And I think you have a nice rotation yeah. that has led you to second in rushing yards and in NFL because yeah. you don't. And they get were the not great like, against. Okay, the they were not great against. The they were mid against. I, yeah. All right, this is the best I can do with my phone. Oh my goodness! After the Cardinals game, <laughs> I wrote this after the Cardinals game. So prior to which, the Baltimore which, game, okay. Prior to the Baltimore game. Cleveland's backs averaging 3.7 yards a carry since Chubb's injury at Pittsburgh ranks 25th in the league. Okay, that's, that's what it. we're saying. But Jay, that's all it. we're when saying. You, when you give that stat, who, who cares about before? That means nothing to we me. We're talking about your whole argument on We're talking about the totality of the I, season. I will tell you why that means nothing to me. Because if you take any player's best game out, Why are we they suddenly that? regress yeah, we, we back to the here. means. Guys, well, I'm not it's giving not, you... Where's my hood? Where's my hood? You can it's, hide all you want, but you're I'm hiding your head in the sand. I Jason, just said, before Jay. the Baltimore game, they sucked. Okay, where's the game? That's all we're saying. 
every game that, that we're always the Baltimore game, game just they, happened. They weren't special. So why, so why are we delineating before anyway? We're gonna forget the Baltimore game uh, and everything. No, uh, nobody's uh, forgetting the Baltimore game. We all are. hope that it continues that way. You are. But it was one game. It was guess, one game. Guess what? And they I'm ran great. You're saying the other games are meaningless, Jay. No. You're saying the other games. We never said that. We never said that, guys. We gotta move on. So the point is, is like, do you really think that this team wins these games that they've won with no quarterback for the majority of them if the running game is as mid as you're saying? Like it is mid. They won it because of the defense. It is mid. It's yards per carry. What's your stat besides total yards? It's yards per carry. Besides total yards. Touchdowns, they're on track to be on the same pace as they were last year. They've been excellent in 3.7 yards a carry. 25th in the league. And you're telling me they're elite. Jason, how many of those yards? We were saying before that game, Jay. We're saying before that game. Why do you not understand? So what game makes them elite? Before that game, they've been mid. They were great. How many of those carries happened at the end of some blowout game? No, it was. Running the ball into. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You said they were great against Seattle. They averaged four yards a carry. That's not great. We don't remember them running into a eight-man box for like two quarters because the game was over with DTR in it? Like, come on. Like, well, Quincy, it's, the danger it's of doing that was to look at this rushing offense, see them get to number two, and say, well, they had 3.7 yards per carry. Not we got, listen, here's the bottom line. We've given you about a dozen stats. You guys have contact. one stat, nothing else. He's so you got no facts to back up. No, what are you None. talking about? Right, a dozen stats. I've been on right. spin out but, facts this whole segment. He, no, you haven't. All right, I'll find the scatter chart with Jerome Ford and the worst box you can have. The most yards. I don't even care about a scatter chart. Here's what I care about. And really, honestly, numbers are so tricky. Everybody knows that. You can pick a number to make your case for anything. Yeah, we have 10, you got one. However, I, for my purpose, yeah. I want to take the number that... You want to take the only stat that helps your argument. No, I don't. I want to take the total stat. Yeah. I don't want to look at a snapshot before this game, or I don't want to look at a quarter against this team. I want to look at, look, when information You're saying the only game that matters is this last game. No, no, I'm not. You are. Bull. Yes, you are. Listen to me. I'm listening to you. You're not listening to me. I am not talking about a specific game. I am talking about the aggregate number for the season. There's one metric that talks about the entire season, not a quarter, not before this game, not a half. I'm going to give you the biggest number that we have. Information is power. The more we have, the better we are at making a long-term yeah. opinion. The aggregate number for one yards. Stat. It's one stat, but it's the one that means that the most. That matters the least, but go ahead. Okay, so All you right. can say it means the least, but well, in it's yards per game. Well, let me ask what you are this, you Jay. averaging on the ground Jay, yards per let, game? Let and ask, the Browns are let, number let two. Let me ask you this. If a quarterback plays crappy for four games, and yeah. in the fifth game he's great, yeah. and it skews the stats because one game will skew the stats, yeah. you don't factor that in at all? I look at the five. But that's I, I not the, the situation. No, that's it's a bigger sample size. That's not the situation. It's a bigger that's sample not, size. Give me the biggest sample size you can. I'm done. I'm done. You are done. You're right. It's like talking to a wall. Go ahead. Let's take a vote. Go ahead, Q. I've seen. I've seen y'all talk about P.J. Walker and how they won in spite of P.J. Walker. Yes. Well, if you think they won in spite of P.J. Walker, then what, what, what was going right on the offense in spite of P.J.? What was it? Was, it? was it running? 
No. Because apparently not to you, it wasn't running. They just put up points by osmosis. Like, how did they score points? In that <laughs> uh, again, the Quincy, every, we said the running game was mid. That doesn't mean it's terrible. The passing game was terrible. I never said the we never said the running game was the worst. <laughs> but we you guys acting like PJ Walker might have been the worst quarterback to ever play yes. in the NFL, right? That's some of the stuff yes. that I heard on the show. So you don't overcome that with mid rushing games. Thank you. Yes, you do when you have a great defense. You got to score points. By the way, Quincy, again, <laughs> you, you've given – here's – by the way, your two examples of great running games were Tennessee and Seattle. So, so, they were not good against Tennessee in the run, and they were mediocre against Seattle. So, so you're wrong. I'm so, sorry. So, 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 Nobody so, watching that Seattle hey, game on, thought on, they were mediocre in Seattle. Stop it. They averaged four yards a carry. How good they have been? Let me set this up real quick. We're not talking about yards per carry. Let's, yeah. Let, well, let, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about this. Hey, Quincy, how many times have you broken down all 22s and showed run game? Oh, yeah, broke down all season of the all 22 of the run game. And even at the beginning of the season where they weren't running well, it was like, oh, they're missing one or two blocks, and then they'll be able to get downhill. So, so, and then they started to do that past week four. So you took the time to watch the run game and people block and break down what they missed, what they did, and how they did, right? You took that time. You go, yes. watch, you go watch them. They up there. Like and subscribe to the You channel. watch them too. I watch them too. So my thing is, what do you – he said the eye test, all that good stuff. I'm talking about the watch test. You can give me all the numbers you want. I just seen every snap and every rep. If you can't say that, you can't put that stat over what I'm talking about. Can we? And that's what I'm saying. Where's, like, when I where's watch the, the game? Oh, cats yeah. is quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is not good television. That all 22 I'm is done. talking to boys, right? No, 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 it don't. I'm done. We can give I'm stats. I'm just saying. This is silly. We've argued long. This is silly. We've argued long. Just I, you know, turns, Quincy, I, I want to. I want to say it this. turns into bedlam every time Quincy's on. Quincy, every time you're on, it turns into bedlam. Yeah, you That's not a bad thing. Let me give you. A, let me give you a question on something else. What do you think? Of, what do you think of them bringing in Joe Flacco? What do you think of that? I mean, like, hey, get a veteran in there, somebody to talk to, you know, uh, DTR on the sidelines if he needs any help. And if it goes horribly wrong with DTR, you probably would want to go to Joe Flacco. The truth is, with DTR coming in to shine out for the rest of the season, we're probably reverting this offense similar to what it used to look like with Jacoby Brissett. A lot of play action, a lot of underneath throws um, and stuff like that. So the skill set needed at quarterback is now different than what you had with PJ, who replicates Deshaun style. So I would look for Joe Flacco to eventually become the backup if they keep him on here and if he stays with the team long enough. Um, just in case the rookie does not go well, you have a veteran in there who you feel like can run the offense and be at least a competent game manager. So I really don't mind the the pickup there. Um, it's a little bit different. It's going to be weird to see Joe Flacco in a Browns uniform, but I do think that it's a it's a solid enough pickup because uh, Joe Flacco's proven he can get rid of the ball. He doesn't. He's not going to throw too many interceptions, and he's going to be super safe with it. So it's a good fail safe just in case DTR doesn't Quince, work out. Quince, we only have thirty seconds here, but before the Flacco, I mean, obviously they haven't signed Flacco. They're just going to kick the tires on him. Uh, yesterday at this time, if you were to make a list of guys that you want to see the Browns bring in, who would be the top of that list of the guy that you wanted them to sign moving forward? Oh, for this third spot? I mean, Joe Flacco would probably be around the top of it. I mean, the, the options just aren't that fruitful, right? You're, you're talking about, like, either you get a young guy like Chris Oladokun who's been on some practice squads and has some promise, right. or you're getting, like, an old washed-up guy, or you're, like, at best – in between, you're getting like a Trevor Simeon, right? I think Joe Flacco is a better option than both of those. And if they go with him, I have absolutely no problems with it. It's slim pickings at this point in the season, right? Like if you're talking about getting a 
Phil Philip Rivers that's been out the league for four years or three years at this point, um, and is old or like trying to convince Tom Brady those just aren't realistic options. <laughs> um, I think that that's probably the best you could do. And again, it's going to be about ball control, first downs, and time of possession. And I think Joe Flacco is the best option out there if that's what you want to do. Um, and if DTR can't ta- get that taken care of. Yeah, let's hope it all works out. Quince, great to see you again. Great job. Tell people quickly where they can see your show because uh, I'm with G. I I love watching your show. I think you have great Browns content. Where can folks see you? Oh, yeah, appreciate it. Uh, You could just put Quincy Carrier, Q-U-I-N-C-Y, C-A-R-R-I-E-R, like you see on the screen. Just put that in your YouTube search bar and hit the search button. I'll pop up. You'll see my videos pop up. I also have other projects. Check me out. I cover the AFC North as well with my friends. I'm on AFC North Talk, so I do a a number of different projects. They're all on the channel. Make sure you check that out. Appreciate you all for having me on. No, absolutely. You do great work. Thanks, Quince. Always good to catch up with you. Appreciate you, Even if, as Adam says, every time he comes on, he drops a bomb in the middle of the room. I don't think that's a bad thing. (laughs) By the way, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I do, too. Good stuff, Quincy. Thanks, my man. By the way. Didn't mean to raise the blood pressure. No, we're glad you did, actually. (laughs) <laughs> the Guardians have traded Cal Quantrill to the Rockies for an A-ball catcher. Which we wow. kind of saw coming, right? I mean, that was their well, only they, option with them. Right. They had DFA'd him, so he, they yeah. had to trade they him. Or, something. You know. At least they got something for him. Yeah. Not yeah. much. Yeah. God, when you consider where he was two years ago. Yeah. yeah. 